0: Welcome back to City Wrestling Radio Retro Reviews. I'm your host, Corey Smith, being joined, as always, by my co-host, who joins me each and every week and each and every month, Mr. Jose Oseguera. How are you today, sir? You're
1: doing great
0: on this Macho Retro Review. Did it. Snap into a Slim Jim, you know. Snap into it. (laughs) How are you today? I'm doing
1: very good. A little tired. We did a little Universal trip, but I am glad to be
0: here. You know, you got to go down there. You got to go see uh, the the Mario, the Luigi, the, the, the shark
1: pop out of the, the water.
0: Oh, Jaws! Yes, I uh, I always loved the uh, the tour where it takes you to like the fake Bart station. It's not there anymore. Well, I now
1: it's well. I mean, they said every tour is a little bit different, so maybe they'll bring it back. But this year they had now we're going to go by old timey Mexico. Oh, and there's flash floods around this time. Oh, no, there's water coming on your left. So that's what we went
0: through this year with the water. I want to see an old BART train get flooded. That's all. That's yeah. all I want to see.
1: And an earthquake, but, right? Because you get an earthquake along with that.
0: But we're not oh, here no. to talk oh, about good. Universal Studios in 2023. We're here to talk about WCW Fall Brawl 1996. And uh, wow, this was uh, I feel like uh, just kind of a show
1: <laughs> yeah you're bright. Uh, you know we gotta stop watching these through 2023 lenses or current lenses we have to take ourselves back to really i'm trying i'm trying uh, yeah i tried really hard it was tough
0: man I'm but wearing
1: green I'm, I'm wearing green for war games yeah yeah um i think i was more excited when this was happening live because you anticipated the main event you wanted the main. no that's sting i'm telling you that's not sting um yeah so, yeah, looking back at, at those eyes, you know, you just couldn't wait for the show to get along. There were a ton of lulls in this show. Some high points. Uh, we'll go through them.
0: Yes, no. um, Yeah, so this is, like I said, this is the beginning of the NWO. This is kind of why I chose this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of beginning their reign of terror in WCW, just recruiting the Giant, uh, which was weird because Hogan beat the Giant for the belt. Like, he... Like they cheated to win at hog wild uh, months mm-hmm. before. And now the giant's like, hey, if you can't beat them, join them mentality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, and it's weird because the giant is very young. he's like uh, he's in his early 20s. At the time, he was
1: the youngest uh, WCW World Heavyweight Champion at the ripe age of 21. Now, the, was this his second reign? Do you know or his first initial
0: reign as champion? See? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm
1: thinking it might've been second range. So he was probably maybe mid 20s, 23, 24. I, I believe guess. 23.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Because, you know, uh, I don't know. And I feel like he kind of, uh, he kind of seemed like everything kind of went to his head a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, a little big for his britches, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, he's like seven foot, whatever. Uh, nonetheless, uh, this took place. September 15th, 1996, from the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We had 11,300 in attendance. The official tagline for the show is, uh, want to play with the big boys in a cage? <laughs> it's creative. I love, I love going and finding these taglines because you never hear them it's not like you say hey daddy listen you want to play with the big boys in a cage listen baby you'll do it tonight
1: yeah it was Uh, it was was probably a commercial for the for the pay-per-view right or it
0: was just on like the uh vhs tapes
1: yeah yeah totally um also maybe the the, you know how they had almost like infomercials for the pay-per-views um certain channels they watch
0: live this sunday play with the big boys in a cage Uh, but you know, while some big boys were playing in cages, let's, let's take a quick look at 1996, you know, Hmm. shall we? a little, little piece, a little, little trip through music, movie and TV history. All right, go start off with the top five songs, 1996, the week of nine fifteen, I believe it was, uh, start off with number five, Eric Clapton changed the world. Reminds me of elementary school. Uh, we got, we got lounging by ladies. Love cool. James. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith sweat, uh, with twisted good song. I remember that. Uh, I love you always forever by Donna Lewis. I don't remember that song. And the number one song 39 weeks in a row for the week of September 15th is Macarena by Los del Rio. The Bayside boys mix.
1: dude, I just got over therapy and they barely scraped that song out of my, uh,
0: memory bank and now it's back. Thanks. 1996. Well, I mean, uh, it is one of the greatest songs of all time, I guess, uh, the top shows for 1992, uh, the naked truth coming in at night. Number five, tied with friends, 92, 96, you're right. I just didn't change this. Uh, I didn't change it in my script, but, uh, we got naked truth followed by friends. And then suddenly Susan Seinfeld and ER, uh, all from NBC, all very, very very white shows.
1: Uh, but ER was an excellent show though. Uh, Seinfeld, really? fucking amazing. Yeah, I you ER back then. Sein, okay, Seinfeld was good.
0: Seinfeld, Seinfeld was, good. was
1: good, still is. Um, Suddenly Susan? I don't remember that. Friends? Uh, you know,
0: you know, Friends. I remember the uh, the show, the name Suddenly Susan for a show. Yeah, you know? me too. I, I don't remember but, the show at all. And then uh, the top five movies for this week: uh, The Rich Man's Wife coming in at number five. Uh, number four, Tin Cup. Hey, number three, Bulletproof. I believe that's starring Tupac Shakur, right? Oh,
1: you're right. You're right. And um, uh, Babalushi.
0: right? And we got, I uh, don't know. Okay. But I remember Tupac was in it. Well, uh, Fly Away Home uh, coming in at number two and Maximum Risk. That's okay, our one. summer block- blockbusters. Uh, well, well, September. or, or Yeah, September, September. 19. Oh, yeah,
1: coming coming off of the summer blockbusters.
0: They might have been tired. I believe uh, Independence Day was holding strong in the box office still for multiple weeks. I believe it came out months prior. So, I mean, it still had their reign of terror. It's number six. huh? They had their reign of terror while the NWO was continuing their reign of terror in WCW. Let's kick it off with Fall Brawl 1996. Uh, The story of the show is pretty simple. Like I said, the NWO formed at bash at the beach, 1996 and WCW is doing everything possible to stop them. But team WCW, uh, that's the team of Lex Luger, Arndt Anderson, Ric Flair, and, uh, supposedly sting. Uh, they cannot seem to get on the same page. Sting has seemingly joined the NWO or has he, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, we got Shivani. Bobby Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes on commentary awesome. for the evening. Great, uh, great team, great commentary team, I think. I always love when totally. we have uh, Bobby Heenan and Dusty Rhodes on the same uh table because I love how they kind of let Dusty uh sink a little bit. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> baby, help me out a little bit. They're like, no, you're on that, you're on your own with that one. Got it on there. Uh, so we start off with the first the match oh, of the night. Let's not forget the professor. Mike Tanay makes an appearance once or twice. I believe he. this is uh, his start in WCW. Am I wrong or?
1: No, um, they did. Because I feel like they, they were like
0: introducing him as wrestling journalist. Mike Tenay. Yeah. So maybe he was there. I don't know. But that's what I got from him. Cause I was watching a few weeks leading up to this mm-hmm. uh, for and Nitro. No show to everything. So yeah, this yeah. might have been his debut, as they say. We kick things off with uh, Diamond Dallas Page defeating Chavo Guerrero Jr. in about thirteen minutes and seven seconds. Uh, Chavo is also very young in this match, twenty-five at the time. Uh, Chavo requested this match after DDP took out his uh, his cousin Eddie Guerrero. I don't know if he knew that, but they were cousins. Uh, cousins
1: their, uh, uncle nephew.
0: Uncle? Are they uncle, nephew? That, that's, uh, that's... Oh, that's right. It's not right. it's, it's weird because they're like the same age.
1: Well, Eddie was a little... You know, uh, Eddie's older brother was super older. Yes. And he had travel when Eddie was younger. Okay. So, yeah, it was Uncle Eddie. My wife is in one of those situations, too, where she has 30-year-old nephews.
0: Oh, I have uh, my second cousins are my age and my cousin is like way older, Um, not way older. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that a little older than me. Uh, Well, okay. Chavo requested this match after GDP took out Eddie Guerrero after losing the diamond ring to Eddie in a match. It was a pretty basic WCW opening match. Uh, I I mean, I don't think I would choose this match to open the show, but so be it. Uh, they go back and forth, eventually battling on the outside. Chavo uses a belt to whip Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, they get back in the ring and begin working holds on the mat. The match slows down a bit. Chavo, um, he kind of, oh, sorry. DDP throws Chavo into the second ring. Chavo, as Dusty states, hey, guess I'll wear DDT to DDP in the ring. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it didn't have a name yet we know he's
1: here to let to let us know what these moves are called
0: and he goes oh yes the whirly burly all right well chavo i mean he's fresh face to the company mm-hmm. you know uh eventually though we get a nice looking power bomb to chavo diamond cutter and the pin and the win for diamond dallas page just like i said it was decent um chavo and ddp looked great but i felt like it would have been better suited for the second maybe third card on the match i felt they could have uh, had better hype to, better hyped up the crowd i'm not saying that uh the match between them two didn't like take anything away from the show or it didn't mm-hmm. take anything away from the show but i just felt like they could have picked a better opener i agree what, and disagree what what do you think of this opening match yeah
1: I, you know i i agree and disagree with with your take on that just because uh ray mysterio super Cal could have started the show they could have opened if super Cal was a little bit more exciting that being said i'll get there. i thought this so this this was um <clears throat> ddp's ascension this is the beginning of the uh diamond cutter out of nowhere he was uh become he was going to become a major player within the nwo storyline
0: absolutely yeah when yeah, they were trying yeah. to recruit them
1: so he was you know he's right now he's steady climbing and i, I love the way they built ddp that's one thing that wcw did right um mm-hmm. and this is the beginning of that and i think him o- opening the show was kind of you know foretelling the future for ddp yeah so well, a decent, I mean, decent match, I thought. Uh, cool ending, cool finish, uh, yeah. as as DDP was able to do back then. Um, yeah, I I, I liked this match; it was cool.
0: Uh, then I believe we have the, uh, the WCW special report by uh, uh, Gene Okerlund, who just kind of gives you the backstory on the NWO. Oh
1: yeah, but before that, oh my god, we get uh, Harlem Heat on CompuServe chatting with the <laughs> friends live. <laughs>
0: Oh, is that when they were like, hey, they're like talking to like the like the nerdy guy in the middle and they're like, hey, type this, type that. He's like, I'm going as fast as I can. Please don't beat me up, Harlem Heat. Sucker with an A or with an A-H. Is it A apostrophe? I, I just want to be correct, <laughs> Mr. Harlem. Yeah. It's best T to you, All right, Mr. T. No, I guess <laughs> he wouldn't be Mr. T, would he? No, wouldn't be Mr. He's like, I'm confused. Should I call you Mr. T or is that like <laughs> offensive? Booker I don't know. Booker T, Mr. Booker T. Mr. Booker, Mr. Uh, I'm just going to address hey, Mr. Stevie Ray. You know, anyways, <laughs> yeah. uh, we go into the next match. Definitely one I wouldn't have opened the show with, but we get ice train that with Teddy Long defeating Scott Norton in a submission match in seven minutes and eight seconds. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel like when I was watching this and I feel like, hmm. I really wish I went and had seen Hobbs and Miro battle uh before I watched this or after or at least during and rewatching because I was looking man, to watch it before. <laughs> man, it just it, it, I feel like it was one of those situations. It's like when you're at the grocery store and you ask your mom for a hoss fight and you're hoping to get Hobbs and Miro and she's like, "We have <laughs> hoss fights at home. You get this match, you know?" Yeah, yeah, totally. Well,
1: uh, uh Ice Train and Norton walked so that Hobbs and Miro could run.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh, that's true. And, and Scott Norton, I mean, he's a former IWGP champion. Beast. But but a submission match? like, Yeah.
1: Did he have uh, a camel clutch or something?
0: I, I believe. Uh, yeah. At one point, yeah. Uh, the former tag team of Fire and Ice have imploded. These two big, beefy men are determined to make the other tap ice train begins to work. The left arm of Norton ice train goes for multiple standing splashes to Norton, but Norton dodges. The third one hitting a DDT on ice train. That's when Norton takes over. We have a power slam, uh, to Norton by ice train. Uh, and then N- Norton locks in an arm bar ice train reverses, locks in a reverse arm bar clothesline leg drop combo to Scott Norton, a sidewalk slam, Boston crab to train. And, uh, throughout the match though, Teddy long keeps threatening to throw in the towel. And for some reason, this angers Scott Norton, who would win the match if the towel's thrown in, you know? Yeah. So it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, Teddy Long. Also, he looked nervous the entire night. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, I felt like he looked nervous and uh, he he was a little thicker than (laughs) I'm used to. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, Uh, he still still has that baby fat. Yeah. Living uh, healthy there, guy. Uh, ted get teddy gets on the edge of the ring uh norton pulls him in allowing ice train to attack him from behind uh, he locks in the f- dreaded full nelson and uh, submits uh scott norton uh ice train winning was a little unexpected for me um i thought norton would have had a little bit more of a push uh, this was a decent big big beefy hoss fight but again like i said i'm well, looking at it through 2023 eyes.
1: Yeah. And uh, let's realize that NWO is on the card, so we have to get as many
0: babyface wins as possible. Is ice train? uh, uh, That's the thing is, like, I've watched about a month of Nitro before this, and Mm -hmm. I don't I didn't get the build to this at all. Like, I kind of saw a little bit here and there, but I didn't know who the babyface and who the heel was in this match. I think
1: it's a little bit more of a Saturday night thing like the I don't think this was covered on Nitro. I think it was covered on uh, WCW Saturday night, you know, where the
0: the, the big boys play. One from
1: yeah the, the not uh, in a, cage in um a recording studio in Orlando,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah that makes more sense. So, uh what did you think of the match overall, though?
1: Yeah, you know, for the time I guess it was cool. But I'm I i do not remember the storyline, so I don't have any any um anything yeah. invested in this. I don't remember it. I'm I'm in the dark. Big, I don't, I don't, yeah, there you go two big beefy guys yeah uh next up we have Conan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want technical matches i don't want 60 minute iron man matches <laughs>
0: big meaty man slapping me <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> next up we have uh conan defeating juventude greer to retain the mexican heavyweight championship in 13 minutes and 45 seconds was there
1: a title i didn't see a
0: title was there a title no. No, there was no time. Come on, you guys. But it, but but they build a that is Oh, it's the prestigious Mexican heavyweight title, baby. It's been fought and lost many times throughout the years. So oh, it's lost. <laughs> so uh, is representing the Federal District of Mexico? Uh, and while he comes to the ring, he does make a little bit of a trip on the way to mm-hmm. the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conan now sporting his L.A. gangster look, a drastic difference from his uh, debut gear. Uh, This match, like I said, is for the Mexican Heavyweight Championship, but there's no title ever to be seen. Uh, So the elephant in the room: Mike Tene's explanation for Conan's new look, uh, which I don't know. It was all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tene, who I believe is from LA, uh, who has you know uh, a little bit of a recognition, street cred in LA, I guess, right? Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, according to him, uh, Taney says uh, when Conan came to America, there were attempts to Americanize him. But Conan rather wanted to represent his roots and to represent Mm. all the cholos of Mexico.
1: Hmm. That's Um, sketch. I I really I really hope Conan wrote this script for Mike Tanae, dude. So they wrote it for him. This is trash.
0: I thought the Cholo thing came from L.A. Yeah. Like I thought, that was like an LA thing, like because a lot of people immigrated to, you know, California. Yeah,
1: even even though the original word "sholo" is an old indigenous word. Okay, um, I won't go into the history. It's spelled with an X O. Anyway, fast forward. Look it up Wikipedia, you guys. Um, anyway, <laughs> th- this. Well, how I understand it was the cholo culture was uh, invented a little bit after the zoot suit color. Uh,
0: the Zutzu exactly, era. yeah. Um, after the zoot riots,
1: yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit ignorant. Who knows? Let's let's all let's all do some homework. Right? We'll come back to it.
0: <laughs> uh, so these two go back and forth with some decent lucha action. We have a tope suicida to Conan. Huvi goes for a hurricane rana to Conan off the ring barrier, but uh, Conan catches Hoovy and hits him with a power bomb. There is a very sweet moment I just wanted to point out. And I just it struck me when I saw it, who is on the outside and he's leaning against the barrier and this old lady just gets up and she like pats him on the shoulder she goes, you can do it. Hoovy, Get back in there. <laughs> yes, And it was like I a grandma and it was just it was the sweetest moment of the entire night. She gets the,
1: the times of the grandma in the crowd front row. I miss those days. I miss those. Yeah, days. you know, they, they can be very passionate grandmas,
0: you know, and, and the even uh. The uh, what is it? Was the Texas world class championship wrestling? You always had grandmas mm-hmm. given their carry. Texas, so they're probably hateful grandmas, but they were grandmas nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, with the uh, the sag. And I'm not saying grandmas right now from Texas are uh, hateful, but it's it's, it's the 80s, it's Texas. Yeah, come on, mm-hmm. so let's be real here. It yeah. was a different era. Well, I mean,
1: most of America was pretty
0: hateful. <laughs> uh, this match begins to drag though at a certain point. Uh we have a 450 splash to Conan, spinning uh something splash to Conan. I don't know why I said that, but uh muscle buster to Hoovy, power drop, uh this Razor's edge uh into a power bomb to Hoovy, and Conan gets the pin in the win. Uh I wasn't a huge fan of this match. It seemed a little bit sloppy at times. Mm-hmm. Uh but and it went a little bit too long, but, uh, you know, it was what it was. Uh, what did you think of this match, Jose? You know,
1: the match was what, it, what like you said, it, it is what it is. Um, it was what it was. At this point, we know that Conan was instrumental in bringing the Mexican talent over from AAA, I believe. Um, so he could have whatever
0: gimmick he so wants.
1: They actually, I, I'm sure because he was an ambassador and he was bringing over all this talent, they would, you know, give him a ton of power when it came to the matches and how they were they would play out. And how much
0: time? Come on, Eric. You're going to have to give me and Hoovey at least 20 minutes, man. Uh, what did they get? Was it 13?
1: 1345. Okay, 10 is enough, bro. You're going to
0: have to give me 13. So, I mean, Conan, hey. He's, he's, he's one of the greatest, you know, of all time. Not the greatest. I mean, let's be real. All but, right, like, okay. you know.
1: Hell of a talker. Hell of a talent. Hell of a uh, backstage. I, I don't want to say uh, politician,
0: I, say, I mean, he's a promoter. He's, uh, you know, he's been, I guess, a role, uh, uh a role model for some people. Yeah. Some he's point. a
1: genius at maneuvering within the wrestling business. He, there you go. Good work, very, uh, keen to, to the business. So, uh, big, big props. Uh,
0: next up we have, uh, Chris Benoit defeating Chris Jericho in the battle of the chrises in 14 minutes and 36 seconds uh after the match uh begins the two begin slamming each other uh but benoit seems to start working a clinic on jericho early on in the match um, Was it, am i wrong or is this jericho's first pay-per-view first episode? i think it, i think it is i think it is i think they mentioned something yeah. about that uh eventually uh we do see benoit lock in a lion tamer to jericho jericho takes over hitting a springboard dropkick to benoit so you and you see a lot of kind of what makes jericho jericho early on in this Very good you know point. the springboard drop kick the moon springboard moonsault, a lot of springboard stuff actually yeah and it's uh you know uh probably uh kin to his uh his lucha action uh-huh. from back in the day so uh the two men begin chopping the snot out of each other uh jericho lands on his feet uh and dodges a lion salt at what one- sorry let me re- rewind jericho lands on his feet after an attempted lion salt that benoit dodged uh clothesline to benoit hurricane Runner to benoit jericho clotheslined or crotched sorry jericho crotched on the top rope uh super back superplex to jericho and benoit gets the pin and the win i thought it was a good match um uh, it went you know i think it went when it went um it was pretty solid though The one thing I will say, the one thing I was talking about earlier at the opening match of the show, I feel like this could have been the great opening match of the show, you know? And I also feel like this could have been a submission match. I feel like this could have been the submission match instead of Norton and Ice Train. That could have been a big, beefy slap fest, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, uh, what did you think of this match?
1: Cool match. At this point, you know, we know Jericho's a newcomer, but it's totally shown his potential as a talent uh, and his potential to be a top talent. Chris Benoit is Chris Benoit, the established star who he is. Um, th- both guys <laughs> both guys have very similar backgrounds, you know, learning in Mexico, learning in Japan, both Canadian. Yes. Um, uh, are they both uh, students of the, of the, the heart? Dungeon.
0: Yeah. I believe they both. I mean, Jericho is, was Ben. I don't remember if Benoit was, but.
1: Okay. Well, it, you know, be it as it may, uh, both are set up to put on a good show. And they did. I had fun watching this. Um, this really shows the future potential of who Jericho is going to become, right?
0: Yeah. I do love how, when you talk about this match, you go, you know, Jericho's great. Uh, and Benoit, he is a wrestler who wrestled. <laughs> it's like, I feel like anytime anyone talks about Benoit, it's like Chat GPT talk. Like Chris Benoit was a Canadian professional wrestler. Oh, and that was the number 100%. This. I don't say yeah. anything positive about this guy, but, you know, he, no, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. worked very well. <laughs> he had matches with technical uh, submissions involved and he, he was did too skilled many, at them. <laughs> too many flying headbutts. Yes. Next match, oh god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! In the second longest fucking match of the night, Ray okay. Mysterio defeating Super Callow. Ooh, so I have no memory of Super Callow. I, I do, do remember his. I remember his look slightly, but I always got him confused. I always thought that was like Conan's first look when I was a kid. <laughs> like, no. but what you know? What it would have been a good transition, like going from lucha to this look and then to Cholo, because yeah, Super a- Callow. <laughs>
1: It was uh, in between Lucha Cholo. Yeah, he had a go backwards sewn into the mask. Oh, and then- you know what
0: I loved? The, when they, the, the hat. The hat almost came off, and it was bald. He was, like, bald on the top. <laughs> See, he was missing that. the top of the mask. Yeah. Okay, okay. The glasses were sewn into the mask as well on the yeah. outside. Yeah. Uh, and, and he just looks ridiculous. hmm I, mean, I mean. At the,
1: the time, it was pretty cool, I got to admit. I was, I was a fan, I was a fan, but I didn't know as much as I do now. I was a kid.
0: Uh, Calo uh, doesn't really have the high flank skills as uh, his competitor, Mr. Ray Mysterio Jr. He's a bit bigger and works more, uh, well, as Mike Tenay says, uh, an Americanized style. Uh, the beginning of this match is pretty slow. We have a powerbomb to Ray. Calo uh, keeps going down, keeps going for his dropkick over and over again. Kahlo does a dive to the ground, but looks visibly hurt after doing the dive. Uh, this match has, uh, been about 90% of super Kahlo working on Ray slowly. Eventually we get an inverted surfboard to Ray, a somersault sent on to Kahlo. Uh, this is when the match, I believe, at least in my opinion, begins to overstay its welcome. Hmm. Ray begins a comeback with a hurricane Rana, a baseball slide, a sunset flip, a splash, a corkscrew springboard moonsault. And uh, despite Ray building his comeback, this match is just going way too long, even to the point where Tony Schiavone says uh, something like, I'm getting tired of covering this thing. Yeah. A- and it's just <laughs> damn way to bury your talent. Double springboard Frankensteiner to Kahlo and Ray gets the pin and the win. Uh, this match was not good at all. It needed to end five to 10 minutes earlier than it did. Ray looked good, but Wow. This Super Kalo, I'm kind of glad I don't remember him. Uh, maybe <laughs> there was a reason. Maybe my brain just like blocked out the trauma of Super Kalo. Well,
1: you don't remember Super Kalo and Damien 666?
0: No, I, I, I remember. Oh, I remember Damien 666. He still wrestles. He does. What were your thoughts on this match, Jose?
1: Okay. I think uh, you're not remembering what year it is, number one. Number two, the story of the match is they're trying to establish Rey Mysterio as this comeback kid, a kid that could take a beating. He's only maybe 20 years old at the time, maybe
0: 18. But he's the Cruiserweight Champion.
1: Yeah, and and he's showing his resilience. Every match he gets his ass beat, every single match, uh, up to this point, right? Uh, So they're just emphasizing that, and they're drilling into our skulls that Rey Mysterio, as much as you step on him, he's always going to come back. Oh, and if they make a Karachi joke, I'm going to fucking be pissed. But <laughs> uh, I thought it was a decent match. Uh, Super Calo is who he is. He wasn't, you know, El Santo. He wasn't Santo Jr. He wasn't, uh, you know, he's he's not your superstar uh, luchador. He was fighting an American style. I'll give Mike Tenet that. Not an Americanized style, but an American style. It is what it is. Yeah. Rey Mysterio was made to look good He he ends up looking great. I'm really because of Rey Mysterio's injuries. He can't do this finisher like he used to. And that made my day seeing the finisher as it was back in 96. Is yeah, that top rope who that just whipped underneath the guy's legs and he
0: trapped the guys. Oh, yeah, the beauty that fucking move. I mean, Rey Mysterio is great. There's a reason why he is still. Well, I mean, he had that. Uh, he's what? what does he have to did he have that? Um. God was it stem cell treatment, I believe, at one point because he was like, he was starting to kind of wear down and then he had the stem cell replacement treatment Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then he just popped right back up. Yeah. They should should make that stuff into a pre workout. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) just saying, man, the Uh, time was nothing (laughs) I was in there for like four hours uh next up we have harlem heat defeating the nasty boys to retain the wcw tag team championships uh sags and stevie ray begin this match this is an old school early 90s brawling match sags uh knocks ray down t- with an elbow Nasty's try to go after sherry but are stopped by double h harlem heat uh back and forth between the two teams uh booker uh, beating down on Brian Knobs, Sherry slaps Knobs at one point. Sherry is in the ring being chased by Sags, pile driver to Booker by Sags. Sags is tripped on the top rope by Colonel Parker. That wasn't his name in WCW, though, was it? I think it was. Was it? Okay, I think it was. he was, he was no, something else. And... KFC guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stevie Ray knocked down by Sags as he's going for Parker, scissor kick to Sags, more interference by Sherry. Uh, Harlem, Heat misses the double clothesline Uh, sags, uh, (laughs) slams both members of Harlem heat into the mat. Uh, We get a hot tag to knobs, knobs runs wild. The nasties hit their finisher, uh, but the ref is distracted by Colonel Parker and Sherry in the ring with a cane and Sherry strikes knobs. Booker T rolls him over and gets the pin and the win. Now, this match wasn't the greatest technical match, but I thought it was fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was a good good match, uh, but it could be just because it came after the drizzling shits of Super (laughs) Coolo. Just saying. Uh, Jose, what were your thoughts on this match?
1: Okay. um, The NWO is the only reason why Harlem Heat doesn't get the props that it gets as one of the classic tag teams ever, anywhere. Um, Too bad for that. You know, I I love those guys. Uh, Nasty boys here, though. They really send off a late eighties, early early. I am talking about ninety one. Well, um, they
0: never changed their look; they had the same exactly. look, exactly.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm, as over as they were, I never got it. Um, they were definitely W. Uh, they were definitely ECW guys. They were they, like the punk they rock seemed, guys. Yeah, they but they seemed it looked like they were fake punk rock right, guys. <laughs> they they really fit in ECW very well. Anytime they went anywhere where the lights were brighter, hmm, not so much. Yeah, uh, good match, uh, good transition. Yeah, it was you know C C plus match. Okay, it Booker was Steve. what it was. Booker is who he is. Stevie Ray is who he is. Yeah. Amazing, awesome. Sherry, but, um, great. Sherry does her job nicely. I don't know what Colonel Parker's doing there.
0: I don't know. It was always a weird team. Sherry, Colonel Parker, and the Harlem yeah. Heat. Like, yeah, I, like I, I get like oh the. Uh, the southern real estate guy has hired a couple gangsters to rough up some people, but then where does shit crazy Sherry Martell come into it? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, if
1: it feels okay. Maybe I'm looking at it through 2023 lens, but it comes off very fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know, the plantation guy hired himself. Whoa, man. Whoa. whoa.
0: A couple guys. Yeah. Yeah. Couple guys, yeah. Uh, I could definitely see that because Colonel Parker definitely had plantation owner vibes. Mm-hmm. He had uh what how many spices are there? 47 herbs and spices. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and all the money he could buy anyone with. Mm-hmm. Next up, the giant defeated Randy Savage in just about seven minutes and 47 seconds. Uh, it's a Randy Savage match, so he goes right after the Giant as the bell rings. Giant pulls Randy out of the ring, and when uh, Randy goes for a slam. He couldn't stand to lift the giant and the giant falls directly on top of Randy Savage, uh, giant throws him into the ring. Giant has early control. Of this match giant locks, Randy into the Boston crab, which is weird to see him because do, cause he's such a big man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bear hug to Randy and eye rake to giant. Randy comes off the top rope giant catches him and slams him down. Randy dodged the knee, leaving giant hurt, uh, for Randy to take over. We have a sloppy bulldog to uh, giant, a big man slam to giant. Uh, so then Randy Savage goes for the clothes or not the clothesline, the elbow drop, and that's when Hulk Hogan comes out to lure Randy Savage away. And then the NWO attacks. Cause, uh, also Nick Patrick, he's mm-hmm. the referee of this match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for the past few weeks. Like there's been, oh, is he with the NWO? Is he not?
1: He's been doing a lot of whoopsie moments. Yeah, but they've.
0: But I feel like WCW has kind of been shitting on him left and right. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they're just like questioning every like, like you messed up one time, so you're a horrible referee and you're with the NWO, are not you? And he's like, Dude, I messed up. And (laughs) then like the NWO takes advantage and lures this guy in, you know? Mm -hmm. But he's uh, with the giant on one end of the ring. That's when the NWO beats up on Randy. They bring him back into the ring, and uh, Giant just rolls Randy up and gets the pin and the win. I mean, I guess it plays into the overall storyline of the NWO with Nick Patrick, but uh, the match was kind of slow. Giant is uh, young and uh, trying, trying, you know. And while Randy is uh, getting up there in age, him Giant defeating Randy in this match, I mean, it's the it's some sort of rub, you know. Hundred percent, yeah. Despite the interference, what did you think of this match?
1: I mean, it is what it is. The story that you're trying to tell is you're trying to incapacitate WCW by taking out one of its lead members uh, yeah. in Macho Man. So the best way to do that was to have the interference. Um, it it solved
0: the problem. And Macho it, Man already has a title shot Yes, planned at Halloween Havoc.
1: Yeah. And they told the story. They told the story well. Um, it served its purpose. Let's say that. Uh, at the time... You know the giant um not very learned let's say <laughs> yeah um so yeah macho man carried the shit out of his match his promo was always amazing because the promo before this was awesome Um, uh, when does it fail never um you know it, i do it, love
0: it, the he had the monday night nitro gear the yellow and yeah, yeah yeah but it actually had the nitro logo and i was like man mm-hmm, mattel mm-hmm. mattel needs to get on that one. Ooh, just saying um, next up, uh, we have team NWO defeating team WCW in war games mm. in the longest match of the night, 18 minutes and 15 seconds. So Mike today is backstage with the faces. Flair says this is horseman country. And even though they can pick a replacement for sting, uh, they decide, no, nah, let's just go at three on four. <laughs> and I just feel like, I know you're trying to give the heels the advantage in war games, but what? Like, don't like, well, be dumb.
1: Didn't Bobby Heenan sell uh, uh, a mystery partner?
0: Well, they were saying, you know, well, eventually during the match, they said, no, no, we have a mystery partner. We have somebody else coming to fill the four spot. Mm-hmm. But Ric Flair going into it thinking that it'd be, you know, three on four. Yeah. Without picking uh, uh Mongo like a hey, Mongo. You want you want in? You know, anyone, anyone, you just just got off a win. Come help us out. Yeah. I mean, you don't look too winded. You could go again, right? Yeah. Super You busy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in walks. uh, Well, while they're still backstage, Sting walks into the faces locker room. And this is after uh, Sting seemingly came out of a, a limo on Monday Night Nitro and attacked Lex Luger with the NWO and Sting swears that that wasn't him. He you know do that sting would he, he would never ever do that um and they don't believe him and they say we'll see where your loyalties lie in the ring yeah because if hogan can turn anyone can uh we get the michael buffer treatment for this match scott hall and Arndt anderson begin this match
1: Ooh, beautiful Arndt- matching okay let's say this before everything gets started back in the day all eight men stood in front of the cage and they yeah. flipped the coin and then they would look, okay, who's going to go? Just stay yeah. right in there or whatever. This time, the coin is being flipped backstage.
0: <laughs> we, and we don't even know until about like four minutes into the match who yeah. has the advantage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When the face is already seemingly ha- or have the disadvantage. Yeah. So, um, the, so eventually uh nwo we are announced that nwo wins the coin toss Out comes kevin nash and it's two on one uh for about two it's funny war games it always cracks me up because every time i watch war games any match i'm like the first minute's like five minutes the first period's five minutes right and i'm just like these periods are way too long yeah, like they yeah. should be two minutes and then the next person comes out and it is two minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i forget um <laughs> uh, they announced eventually, uh like I said it was two on one, and then they announced, oh, the next person's gonna come out in 30 seconds. And then yeah. Luger, just out of nowhere, with his hair just like all over the place, with uh his eyes wide open, just runs down to the ring with more fierceness than the macho man, with more madness than the macho no man. Macho, uh, more madness. Um legend. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> sure he would. I'm sure he would uh, cop that Uh, Luger runs wild on the man. Luger is uh, using Hall as a lawn, a lawn dart, throwing him into the cage. Uh, Hogan comes out also 10 seconds too early. Uh, Luger and Arn Anderson get two on one on Hogan. Hogan is battling Arn while Luger uh, is being worked by the outsiders. Flair comes out and begins to strut instead of just start fighting everyone uh, in front of Hogan to lead him into a one on one. Flair reveals the brass knucks to knock out Hogan. Uh, and then we get the final man sting comes out to the ring. Well, quote unquote sting mm-hmm. comes out to the ring for the NWO. And I love this version of NWO sting. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. It yes, is yes, the yes, perfect yes. version of sting because it's like old surfer Sting, but now he's like dark, gritty Vegas sting. <laughs> like he has like black and gold glitter all over him. Yeah, Yeah and still with the black and white face paint, but it's like surfer sting style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like the crow. And I just it's great, dude. I, mm-hmm. I another one Mattel needs to get on. Just saying
1: totally that in between hairstyle sting. That's what when NWO first showed up, that's when sting was growing out the blonde. And I yes. thought that was one of the coolest things uh, around. Yeah, Mattel jump on that
0: uh, crowd begins chanting. We want sting. It seems like something is up here. That's when <laughs> NWO
1: was the best. Is how
0: <laughs> it was bad. Uh, sting is running. Well, uh, NWO sting is running wild on the faces. That's when what sting runs in and joins the faces. The real sting, uh, takes out the fake sting. We get some real stinger splashes to the NWO, but then after sting runs wild on the NWO, he just chooses to leave. So, you know, war games, the, the match where you're supposed to submit, if you leave hmm right like yeah. uh, so that's just what i've always thought
1: yeah I don't, uh, see i'm trying to remember now i should have took a note of this was he an official entrant or did he just show up um no, he was an official off entrant. you know okay. he
0: uh they said oh we have a fourth man and he came yeah. out hmm. when the the clock came up and to me it's like everyone was like dogging on saying like oh you're not gonna be there for us you screwed us over and in the hmm. end he screwed them over
1: He did, but that's because he had enough of this doubting him. Sting is the one, you know, for sure guy that was going to be true and true to WCW to the end. But isn't that
0: exactly what kind of like Nick Patrick is going through at the same time? Yeah, that's
1: why he's like, man, okay, in my notes, I actually put um, Sting leaves. And you know what? WCW deserves it. They do. F-U, WCW. And Nick Patrick just took a different road.
0: Uh, So then uh, NWO Sting has Luger in a Scorpion Deathlock and uh hogan locks in a headlock to luger and the referee calls for the bell it was a very very weird finish mm-hmm. sting uh very geez, short war games uh was that oh yeah very short as a ma- as minutes. an actual
1: match it was very yeah. short
0: yeah a very weird short match um yeah I just like i said i thought uh sting turning his back on the wcw it does lead up to him eventually walking away and coming back as crow sting yep. so uh, famous
1: speech where uh from now on the stinger is a free agent the only thing that's for sure with the stinger is that nothing's for sure
0: yeah he leaves and then comes back months later uh after the match the commentators close the show up as they usually do in wcw pay-per-views uh that's when the nwo wreak havoc on the set um yeah man because really deceived by the ending of this match you said it was a short match uh because like there was about 10 minutes left in the show hmm. and the match just kind of ended mm-hmm. you know uh what did did you think this is like just a bad war games match or the worst war games you've ever seen
1: okay. i think it's it, the worst
0: it, i've seen it, it it is as a
1: yes as an actual NXT, match
0: nxt and wwe war games have been better than these
1: oh the original war games were better than these the four horsemen yeah. versus you know dusty Rhodes, nikita koloff and uh the road warriors uh, anything is better than this one that being said, the story is being pushed. Um, uh, f- first, let me put a disclaimer out. F you, uh, Eric Bischoff, for saying anything about Tony Khan being buddy, buddy with the talent because you were on the NWO's sacks.
0: Well, also also look at, like, I know Diamond Dallas Page worked his ass off, but he was great friends with him too. Like, yeah, so- that's
1: true. I mean, Eric Bischoff was more buddy, buddy than anyone, than anyone in the business. Let's say that first yeah. of all yeah. second of all this is A- anyone it,
0: really is young young executives are yeah.
1: yeah 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 so what they're doing is they're pushing nwo as this you know uh massive um heel stable the most massive at the time in history yeah so i understand this but they really didn't uh heed their own uh, downfall, which is too many run-ins, too many uh, heel moments, too many pay-per-views where NWO ended the show just like this. It started to get really tiring, but the Sting whole Starcade thing was coming up, and we didn't get paid off the way we should have. Yeah, yeah. We well, here's the that thing. Huh?
0: Here's the thing. I always... I Looking back at this War games match, I thought it would have been cooler if Sting just never showed. Like, Sting really just doesn't show. And maybe, like, right. oh, they he... he, he that was that was that really staying still fighting us? We don't know, right? And then, but then, eventually... but then
1: you know, the fans get zero reward. Yeah, at I least we got staying clearing house and then telling them, What do you say? Is that enough? Is that enough for you? I'm the real stinger. Is that enough?
0: He's like, Wait, my cat, my car is here. I gotta go. Yeah, peace
1: um, out. Can I give Lex Luger some props for <laughs> <his> <laughs> amazing Oscar performance? <laughs> What what are you With, doing, Sting? When he was crawling on the on the floors. Oh my god, uh,
0: that was
1: oh, great. Uh, no? <laughs> one one more thing I like to add on to this.
0: It's funny they both become <laughs> NWL members eventually too. Yeah,
1: they do. Black and red. Um, I don't know if it was this one, but for the longest they had like especially when um the giant first joined. Yeah, they always had endings where they would take over the announce booth. I don't know if it was this one i wasn't paying attention but then i remembered later on like giant smoking a a cigarette giant smoking a
0: cigarette (laughs) (laughs) he smoked a cigarette a lot on camera yeah yeah, he did
1: um and then there was one time where he was in the back i think he was in street clothes and kevin nash looked back there and went is it true you're the giant son and he was like no oh my god that's one of the most I, I love that that fucking uh, moment. Uh, I, I got to find it. I need to know what show it's on. If you ever run into a, run into it one of your nitro watches, let me know. Yeah. Dude, oh, my God.
0: Well, I mean, definitely the giant, like I said, 25 years old. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it here for us today. Fall Brawl 1996 is in the books. We have officially reviewed it. We will never, ever watch it again. Well, he's
1: okay. Look, let me say this horrible pay-per-view. I had fun watching it all six times that I put it on to catch up to what try to watch it.
0: Well, I even when I was reviewing my notes again, I just had it on the background just kind of was like, okay, I know there was mm-hmm. like, it, like I said, the tagline for the show should have been what it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get, And I get it. I
1: know what they were trying to do is just it wasn't done. Well, let's say yeah. that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything about does it here for us at City Wrestling Radio, we're going to get out of here. Don't forget to check out all of our other past retro reviews and each and every week, catch up with us here at City Wrestling Radio for the latest in wrestling news, uh, reviews if there's a pay-per-view, and all that good stuff every week here on whatever you're listening to, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and x I'm not going to say it formally, Twitter. Uh, Yeah. So, guys, have a great day. Have some Oakland Soul merch. And we'll see you again next time, next month with another retro review. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.